Welcome to Habits for Happiness with Lady Fuller. The path to happiness is paved with healthy habits. We spend much of our lives searching for happiness when the key we're looking for is right there inside of us. We can discover that key through habit change, which you're about to learn about. Now, here is your host, Lady Fuller. Welcome to Habits for Happiness, the show where we discuss habits that can make you happier. Here on the show today, we have Amy Wyland Daughters, who is going to tell us about her book, Dear Dana, but also this amazing habit of letter writing. And Amy's story begins when she saw a post about her friend Dana's son on Facebook. And I'm not going to tell you too much more because I'm going to let her tell us. Um, The story is captivating and intriguing and inspiring. And it's one that you are not going to want to miss. So keep listening. Amy, welcome. Thank you so much, lady. I'm I'm thrilled to be on your uh, podcast. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So Amy, uh, tell us about your story. Start at the beginning because I know listeners, I know I am very excited to hear this and I know it's inspiring. So I'll let you take it from here. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, as you said, you know, I was basically minding my own business in 2014. I was on Facebook and uh, I had worked at a summer camp in Texas uh, in the 80s. And I always had, I had a friend named Dana who had always kind of kept her name in my head. We had spent six weeks together, big personalities. Um, I don't even remember a whole lot of what happened except for she just stuck in my head. So one day in 2014, I looked her up. There she was. And like a lot of other people, you know, you go look at their profile and you're, you do some light stalking. And you're like, oh, she has. She lives in Louisiana. She has five kids. The youngest is the only boy, a son. And I immediately found out he, his name was Parker and he was fighting uh, cancer. And he was at St. Jude in Memphis, so it had to have been serious. And so I, you know, got involved in the story as a mom, as a person. You know, I watched him uh, go into remission. You know, I'm kind of a prayer person, so I prayed about it. She asked for prayers. And then it went off, you know, in the back of my head again. And then in 2015, he relapsed. And I'm a writer. I thought about it. And all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll start writing them letters. And so I started to write Dana and Parker at the Ronald McDonald house in Memphis. And I mean, you know, totally randomly just sending them cards for about eight or nine weeks. And then, you know, unthinkably, there's really no word for Parker passed away at age 15 Mm. and uh, she lost him. I didn't know what else to do. It really had nothing to do with me. I felt very invested in the story. So I thought, you know what, another like clear message. I'm just going to keep writing Dana. And so I kind of had to stalk her husband and find his work. I love this word stalking. (laughs) There was a lot of light stalking and stalking. (laughs) There's a lot of of stalking in my story. And again, not intentionally, I'm not really a stalker, but so I found their address um, and I began, I just kept writing her and, Really, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just kept writing her. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, about four months into this, she starts writing me back. And mm. it, it, we became pen pals. And we literally did not have cell phone numbers, email addresses, nothing. She started, we both started sharing on a level that made no sense. We didn't know what the other person believed. We had spent 30 years of doing life totally apart. Like we had no idea except for what we'd seen on Facebook. She started sharing about her grief. I started looking at my, my life from the outside in. Our letters got longer and longer and longer. And it was two years of just this free space created. Because when you don't know when someone reads what you're saying to them, and they don't know when you read what they said, or even if they read it at all, all of a sudden there was this free space where we just shared in kind of an off the charts way. And it was life changing. I know now it was 
it was life changing for both of us. But I sat back, I don't know, maybe six months into this pen pal relationship. And I was like, you know what, if this can be so powerful with this random girl in Louisiana, like what else is out there? And so I was like, and I kind of went off the chains a little bit. And I was like, you know, here's what I'll do. I'm going to write every one of my Facebook friends a handwritten letter. Well, and I don't. Let, let me just ask, where did you get their addresses? Well, that's a, that's a great question. Because what I did is I just shoved it. I got an Excel spreadsheet. I put everybody's name on it and I shoved it all in a box. I don't really think I ever thought I was going to finish. I had no intention of writing a book. I had no intention of anything. But I you know, pulled, started pulling names out. And that was exactly like, where are these people even located? So I had about 40% of the addresses, like, you know, from my mom or Christmas cards or whatever. So back to stalking, lady, if I didn't have your address, then I did some light stalking. And I got good at figuring out where people were. And really, the easiest way to connect with someone in, you know, in this physical way is if they had a work address, because that's kind of non threatening in a way too, because you get it and I don't have your personal details. But my last resort, because I like the element of surprise, my last resort was to Facebook message the person and say, hey, you know, I'm not crazy. I don't want you to join my cookie exchange. I'm not selling anything, but can I have your physical address? I'm writing letters. And 98% of the people gave me their physical address. And you know, that's an intimate detail. Like, that's and it's, it's makes you very vulnerable, you know, cause I'm stamping my address, my husband and my family's address on every one of these cards crazily. This whole story is crazy. And so I, I, I went on this letter writing quest. And so the book takes the Facebook letter project. I end up writing 600 handwritten letters okay, to people. So I need to know what did you put in the letters when you wrote someone that you know only on Facebook? What what type of message would be in the letter? Well, I started every letter by, and it was great because I had the stationery that said, Amy Wineland Daughters, your Facebook friend at the, at the top. <laughs> I was re- it was very legit, you know? So, you couldn't have a store selling that. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, you have merch. But uh, so I would start the letter by saying, here's why I'm writing you a letter. Basically, I reconnected my friend Dana, like one paragraph, like, here's why I'm doing mm-hmm. it. You know, I'm writing everyone a letter. And then after that, what do you do? So back to stalking lady, I would go look at their profile. And the first thing I did before, I, I didn't wait to see if I had an address. I made myself write everyone a letter, whether I sent the letter or not. There was probably only 15 I didn't send at the end, at the end of the project. But then I would look and I'd be like, okay, oh, here's how I'm connected to them. And a lot of times I had a lot of assumptions wrong, not, not out of any bad will, just because, you know, you have all these people and you categorize them in your head from your newsfeed and you don't really know where you know them from. Some of them you do for sure. Oh, I went to high school with them. And then you start to think, and then you look at what they do. You're like, oh my gosh, you went to UConn or you are involved in this, or you were on American Ninja Warrior, or you are a missionary, or you are a foster mom or whatever your story is. So some, you know, I made the connection like, oh, this was this person was important in my life in this way, or I danced with them at a wedding, or I only know them online. And here's what they do. So the intersection of those two lines, it became very easy to write a letter because one, I had an opportunity to say, hey, lady, you remember when we were in junior high school, and we were in band and you played the flute and I played the saxophone. That was awesome. And you were a really good friend to me. You know, we ate lunch together every day. You know, we survived junior high school. And I know now as a mom, that was a big deal. Or do you remember when we worked together and blah, 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 my grandmother died and you really helped me. And then I, so first of all, my grateful meter went off the charts because I was like, wait a second, I'm connected to all these amazing individuals mm-hmm. for a reason. 
And then I also got to say, like, congratulations, lady, on all your success and all the help you've given people. Like, let's say I'm writing you a letter and I know a little bit about you, you know, but I, I could stalk you further for your letter. And I'd be like, you know, you've really with this coaching and this, you know, the work you've done with suicide. You know, I'm really proud to be your friend because that's really like high impact stuff. And so, you know, so you're including intimate details about what they've accomplished. Right. And then, then I got the opportunity to say, you know what, we may never see each other again, but I really love watching your kids grow up online and it really means something. And I would sign off every letter by saying, you know, your friend in real life, you know. Oh, and, I love that. Your friend in real life. Because yeah. it turned these, these, these relation, these people that right, but kind of become electronic, not, and we don't, I don't think Facebook, I think there's a lot of great things about social media. Like we don't intend to make someone an electronic person. It just happens naturally. But these letters, and and I was not trying to do anything intentionally, like create this magic. It just created itself. But it turned people into, you know, these flesh and blood beings that were so real. And I always thought I was going to get off Facebook at the end. But all of a sudden, I had this list of people you know, my list is longer now because I stopped at some point. I had to cut it off and it was 580. Well, everyone was Facebook friending you so they'd get a letter. Oh, oh yeah. Because when the surprise got, you know, when I got past about the halfway point, it got kind of out of control, but I had to cut it off at some point. But now I look at this list of people and I'm like, this is like this amazing treasure of relationships and all these people fit into my life in some way, whether it was for 10 minutes or like 16 years. And it, and I, I came out of there just being like, Oh my God, I was so wowed by it. And there was so much love in it. And if I could be one person from one period in my life, I'd be the person who was writing the letters because it was so exhausting. And there were so many different things that happened. I, I felt guilty because I couldn't really be friends with everybody. I had a hard time keeping up with responses. But the way it made me feel about the world, and that's why I wrote the book. That's why I'm on the mission to share the story. Because I connected with so many people who I didn't, we didn't believe the same things. We didn't come from the same background or whatever. And I wrote a lot of these letters during the 2016 presidential campaign, mm. which was, I think that's really when we started dividing these lines between us where we couldn't be friends unless we believed the the same thing. But over and over again, it was like, yeah, I care what you believe and I care what I believe, but who really cares? Because you know what you are? You're Lady Fuller and we went to high school together. Right. And we, and that means more to me that, and that connecting point is more important than all the rest of it. Also, FYI, I can learn more from you than I can learn from somebody who fits in my box with me. You know, and it, it was Worse. over and over again. This all sounds so simple, but it totally changed my life. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And it's so relatable. This is not, I, I'm not, <clears throat> you know, I'm not a rocket science. I'm not a, you know, I'm not like some super intelligent person. This is just, just human relationships and love. And it's so off the chains powerful that I get so excited about it. It's just like, woo, this is the best thing ever. Well, yeah. I have so many questions for you. And the first would be, you know, tell me what people responded. Well, well, that's what, lady, that's what blew me away because people responded in such an emotional way. They, one, they shared so much, you know, with somebody they hadn't seen in the, for the most, you know, part in 20, 30 years, because when it's such a deliberate act, letter writing, and again, I was not intentional about this. I found out along the way, but if, if you write me a letter, I know what you had to do. I know you had to get a piece of paper or a card or whatever your medium is. You had to find a pen. You had to show me your handwriting. And that's vulnerable because you're going to make mistakes. It's not going to be perfect. You can't filter it. And then you're going to have to put it in an envelope. And oh my God, lady, where do you get the stamp? 
You got to go find it. Go get a stamp. And then you have to drive away from your house and find a place to mail it. You know, and, and I over and over again, now I know where all the mailboxes are because it's addictive to write letters, you know. But I, if you did all that for me, and even if you said three lines, oh, my God, I'm an important person. And in this world where we kind of feel isolated on the other end of a computer, and again, I think social media, I wouldn't be talking to you on your program without social media. I think it's a jump off point for so many good things and a connecting point. But, I, you know, but when I get that in my mailbox, you're just going to blow my doors off. I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I matter to someone. And mm-hmm. so I, I had that experience 600 times and people in so many different ways, whether they called me or Facebook messaged me or text me or wrote me back or sent me a card. It, it, almost every single person was like, and I told them I'm writing all 500 of you people. They're like, you chose me. I'm so special because that's what the letter meant to them. It was, it was, you know, and when I, we went on a book tour, last summer when the book came out and people would show up with their letter like they were rock stars in pristine condition they wanted me to sign their letter they put it in the book and I didn't intend to write a book I just knew I had a special story but the letter the letters had such an impact and it doesn't speak to me or how I wrote letters it's the act of writing letters that's special yeah so you know I am a coach and oftentimes I'll tell clients that I believe the meaning of life is human connection full stop And what I hear you saying is that letter writing provides a medium for human connection aside from social media, which isn't always so connective, right? Because we think of each other as avatars in that way. And so tell me, you know, what did the letter writing do for you? You talk about it changing your life and what, what were the, the changes that, that occurred for you through this process? Well, I think, you know, the, the Facebook letters, the, the lens of that, made me appreciate that, you know, you know, I'm in the middle of my life, you know, but there is so much hope to look forward to in these connections. Cause I, you know, writing all these people and putting this all in order in my life made me see that again, I said this already, but I'm connected to all these amazing individuals. I have all these resources. I have this network of people who loved me. You know, I'm so loved, even though we forget that because we live our day-to-day lives, but also there's so much hope in all the connections I haven't made yet. You know, there's Mm -hmm. so much, and there's so much hope in people. And I think I walked away just feeling better about the world, better about the human race, and just absolutely convinced that when we connect individually in a deliberate way that nothing can separate us. Yeah, I love this. And so what is your letter writing like now? Are you writing letters to people on Facebook? What What's happening well, that, now? How do we get a letter from you? That's a great <laughs> question. Because first of all, I, Dana and I still write each other. You know, and the power of writing Dana, the power of writing somebody once a week, and Dana will tell you this, she's become like dear diary. You know, because looking at your life from the outside in, in a letter, when you communicate with somebody regularly, it's like you just put everything in order every week, like with your kids or your husband or your job or whatever, writing about it, you know, because I'm trying to make a big decision right now. And I've written her about it. She's probably over it. But I, it, I have this all in order in my head because I've written to her about it. So that's I do that letter writing with her. And this is so addictive that I've, this is not something I've been really publicly shared that much, but you asked the question. So I'll tell you what I'm doing this year. But, you know, I ended up, and when the book came out, I sent all 580 of the people a handwritten postcard just saying like our stories is coming out. And that was very gratifying because I got to thank everyone in the postcard. But then all of a sudden, lady, I have this, I have all these addresses and I'm a spreadsheet girl. So I have everyone's address in a spreadsheet. And I was like, you know, every year I tell myself on my birthday, 
all these people reach out to you on Facebook and you always feel like a rock star on your birthday on Facebook. Of course. You know, and you're like, I, every day I need to sit down and wish these people a birth, a birthday Facebook message. And I always get through like February and be like, oh, I'm done. I'm over it. You know, I can't do it anymore. And so this year I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I have all these people's addresses. I don't have some of them, but I can stalk because that's my, that's my mm -hmm. game. Um, I was like, I'm going to send all these people a birthday card. So I'm like, Mm, this morning, I write four a day. So I'm probably at like mm, 500 and something. And I'm not going to write a book about it. And it's very personal. But I've, you know, so I've probably sent 600 birthday cards this year and it's the most fun I've ever had in my life. And I, what is it, August 1st? And I'm going to be so sad when it's over. And people don't feel like they have to write you back with a birthday card. And it's so special because they get something special on their day. And no one sends birthday cards anymore. No. And, and so it's this whole nother. And I've got like unicorn stickers and dinosaur stickers. And I'm like, in seventh grade, send everybody a birthday card. It's the best thing. Well, you know, one of the things that I think, well, first of all, that's amazing. And second of all, one of the things that I think is so powerful about letter writing is there is, you know, data that says about thank you notes that people are very nervous to send a thank you note. Oftentimes they're nervous to write a letter because mm -hmm. they're worried about how it's going to be received, but that people, 98% of people is something I think the study I read says that are ecstatic to receive, receive. Because we're, we don't receive very often, we're all sort of exhausted and depleted from our over to doing. So when we do receive something that took a minute for someone else to do, it does feel good in our hearts. It right. really lands. No, and I, and I experienced that. I've experienced that so many times. And that's why, I mean, and I've told my husband this, that birthday card thing is almost, it's like, it, it shows how addictive the letter writing is, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, and how really the person who's benefited in all this lady, like the, and, and including in the Dana story and that, and that narrative, you know, that relationship and in all the letters, all the birthday cards, I'm really the person who's the most changed. Like my heart's the most full because what it does for the person is sending is probably even, and that sounds selfish, but I'm not doing it for that reason, but it is like an adrenaline rush for me. So I think it also, you know, speaks to the power of giving when we give, we receive. And I right. think wonderful. Um, you know, I was eating Chinese last night and my friend opened a fortune cookie and it said, you know, that you can do so much good in the world if you don't, you don't, it doesn't matter if you take the credit or not. So when we give right. just out of our hearts and we give with no intention to receive, we receive even more. And I think that's sort of what your campaign to me is what I hear it did for you is you just gave with your whole heart. You had no expectation of receiving, but you received more than you could have ever expected. Oh. And that's a wonderful mantra for life, isn't it? Oh, it is. And I will tell you again, I've, you know, like the birthday thing makes me so happy, like the letters did. And, it, and I think what you said is really profound. You know, I think that the, that's what it is. It's the, the giving is addictive. And I think the other thing the letter writing taught me was, you know, is when we live in a space where we don't expect a response. And part of this is because I couldn't keep up with the responses. But when I stopped wondering, like, because it was so in mass, like there was so many hundreds of letters going out. Like if I stopped worrying about if you were going to respond, because what I came to learn was different people respond in different ways. Like some people are so equipped to write you a 10 page letter, you know, and use markers, but some people will be so impacted by your letter, but you'll never hear from them. But it was just as powerful either way. And we don't need a response to know we've made a difference. And that's a hard thing in the world we live in right now. That, you know, that might be takeaway number two on top of the nothing can separate us. And I think that that's a super powerful message for 
you know, right now. And if you can give, like you said, without that ex- expectation of receiving back, just knowing you've put something good out into the universe. It's so yeah. powerful. I mean, that's the law of attraction, right? We put out, we put out, we get back what we put out. So that the world is a mirror for us. And if we're, we're constantly doing good, you know, good will come back to us in some form. It may not be reciprocal from the person we gave to, but from some other way. Right. Even better, really. Even better, really. Cause it's also unknown and a surprise. The element of surprise is there always. So right. I want to point out too, something that I'm sure you've already noticed, but that with Dana, she was a camp friend and camp mm-hmm. is all about writing letters. Oh and, yeah. Well, that, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And so you communicated in the way in which you likely would have communicated then when you knew her. That's a great point. Cause it's almost like we, you know, we delayed the whole thing, but we still operated like we were in 1986. Um, yeah. I had a camp friend during the Facebook project, go and have her mother find her camp stationery. And she wrote me back on the camp station. I had so many fun stuff like that that happened. You know, people just so enthusiastically wanting to respond in some way that was authentic and unique. And and so just so fun. And that's the other thing. It was like so many feelings. I mean, feelings, so many feelings, but <laughs> so, so, many feelings. <laughs> so many feelings, but so much fun and so much like, you know, shenanigans and tomfoolery, you know, so much glitter and cards and people just getting creative. It's just, it's just so when that's where all the love is, I mean, for sure. Oh, I love that. So for listeners who may be thinking, okay, I want to start writing letters, where would someone who's not actively writing letters like you, where would they start? Well, I would encourage people to, you know, because I think writing a letter is, like you said, it's intimidating. First of all, it's not intrusive. Like the great thing about something showing up in somebody's mailbox, they don't feel like they have to respond to it. It's not like you're a text where you can say read at 839 and then like mm-hmm. tick, tick, tick. Oh, wait, I got to respond to this or even an email. You know, it's time date stamp. So I, I would say go to Target or go wherever you go and get some note cards, like get a box, you know, spend $7.99 and get a box of smaller note cards. And just, and you, I, I guarantee you, if you sit down, with a piece of paper and say, here's four people I'm going to write a letter to. You don't have to write 600 letters. That's ridiculous. I even think it's ridiculous. And then you just pull out the note card and there's nothing, there's no wrong answers in any of this. You write dear, whatever the person's name is and whatever comes to mind, you'll be amazed at what you have to say. And maybe even have notebook paper because you might have more to say than the card will hold. Don't feel any pressure about that though, but give yourself an out and then just say, I mean, it could be as simple as I'm thinking about you and I just want to tell you that I love you and blah, 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 sincerely love. It can be four lines and you will blow people's doors. Yeah. And these can be hand delivered, everyone. These don't necessarily need to go through the post post office, which is wonderful if someone doesn't live where you are. But I find that just giving someone a note is really powerful as well. Absolutely. Leave it on your kid's bed mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, put it in your friend's mailbox. Take it. I mean, the great thing in an office is drop it in their inbox. That'll blow them up there too. And it'll just, and then that anticipation, you'll be waiting. Even if you don't know when they opened it, it'll just make you feel, you know, you know, that's the thing, dropping this stuff out there into the universe. You're just like, Ooh, the ripple effect's going and I don't even know what's happening, but I'm excited. So excited. Yeah, you're putting good in the karma box for sure. And I would just also want to note that the power of putting pen to paper is very different than articulating words out of our mouths or typing words off of our fingers. And what do you think that is the difference with the letter writing? Why do you think, what do you think about it is so powerful? 
Well, I think one, it's so deliberate because somebody knows, especially in 2023, that this took special effort on your part. Mm-hmm. And two, you know, think about, you know, you know, a lot of us who wrote letters, you know, at camp, uh, depending on your age, there's something so beautiful about intimate about someone's handwriting, you know, knowing somebody, it's like a personality trait of someone, like knowing their handwriting is so special. It's like an intimate detail about somebody we don't know. And then you're being vulnerable because, you, you know, you're showing your handwriting, you're showing that you make mistakes because you're going to have to cross it out. You're going to misspell stuff. Your handwriting might be janky, but that's, that's what makes you, you, you know, and it's so personal. And then I think the best part, like if you mail me a letter right now, lady, I know that there was something that my friend held in her hand that now I can hold in my hand, you know, and there's that transaction. Oh, I love that. The intimacy uh, aspect for sure. Right. That envelope that, that you held in your hand and sealed, whether you mailed it or not, whether I walked, you know, sort of left at the fax machine and right at the vending machine and put it in your office or however I got it to you, but you're holding something that I held. And in a world where we're all kind of, there's something so good about electronic communication, but in the world where we don't do that anymore, that's just so you know, super powerful. This was meant just for me, from my friend's hand to me. I love that. I love this intimacy. And one of the things I also want to point out to listeners is if they're in any job or sales position, it's also a powerful way to communicate with clients or customers. I know I have, I think there, there's something called the ninja sale morning routine, but I have a friend who's one of the top real estate agents in Aspen, Colorado, which you can imagine is a large feat. And he writes two thank you notes or notes every morning. And he has really told me that doing that has given him not only do clients appreciate it so much, but it's part of his daily practice, just as for you, you writing four a day is part of your daily practice. Right. I think that people can know that they can be, if they're, if they're unsure about how to do it or how to start even a brief thank you note to a client or someone they're, they're communicating with at work is a great place to start because it does help, um, a build rapport in that way. No, for sure. And I think that that also speaks to your friend doing two thank you notes a day. You can wrap this up. You can do this in 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You know, one note, you, you could do it. And once you get rolling with this, like I can do four birthday cards in 30 minutes, you know, and, 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 I'm not, and these are very meaningful cards. It's not like I'm saying I only have 30 minutes. That's not really what I'm doing. But this is a small commitment for a big bang for the recipient and for you. And you talk about, you know, and I think it's a great way to start a day because then then you start a day with this, whether it's gratitude, like your friend writes thank you notes, so he feels gratitude immediately. Like that's yeah. his first feeling. You know, I feel joy in writing letters and I feel gratitude because these are my people and I'm expressing appreciation and love and all that. But that just sets you off on the right foot. And it's really like like a 10, 12 minute thing. It's not... It doesn't have to be an overwhelming commitment. It's not It's not a $20 gift. It's the cost of a stamp and the paper it's written on. Right. And, so, and go ahead. Go ahead. No, to your point, which I haven't really discussed, like uh, non, you know, non-US post office transactions, but I think that's super powerful. And I'm going to start speaking to that because you don't have to put a stamp on it. So really, you could even do it just for the price of a piece of paper and an envelope if you really want to do it that way. I just think that's an excellent point. Yes. And I always write on it delivered by hand, I which like is that. an antiquated way of, of probably that was done, you know, in the quote unquote olden days. But I, I do love it. 
hand people notes and my kids will ask me for notes, you know, can you put a note in my lunchbox? Because even even though there's no element of surprise there, they've asked for it. It just shows how powerful that they actually can be these letters. When And they know your handwriting and they're going to, you know, like, you know, I lost my father three years ago and it, we were like BFFs, but I have all his handwritten stuff and, and you're leaving a legacy with your children, with your friends, with mm-hmm. your parents, whatever your deals, you just are leaving a legacy. And I know that again, these people saving these letters is just rock solid proof. I mean, I was played junior high school soccer with you and you saved my letter and drove three hours to show me that it's not about junior high school soccer. It's about one-on-one connection. And it's just the power mm-hmm. that we have to, to show up for people in a way that is completely been, it's forgotten. It's a forgotten, people say that forgotten art, that's so cliche, but it's, but it's a thousand percent true. Oh gosh, that, that lands. And we're going to in there, Amy, we're out of time, but tell us if someone wants to find more of you, they want to find your book, tell us where they can, can find that. Right. And my website is amydaughters.com. And that's pretty much got everything. The book, uh, Dear Dana, is available wherever fine books are sold. But I'm a big proponent of uh, independent bookstores. So there's a great site called bookshop.org. And you can order the book there. And uh, some of that money will go support your local bookstore. Or you can go to your local bookstore and they'll order it for you. You know, there's fewer and fewer shelves in the real world. But, you know, or bookstore fan. So I support this very much. Yeah. So do that. And, you know, it'll get to you quickly. And then you're, you're helping the good people that connect uh, books and people and it's available at at most libraries too, or you can request it. So, but um, I 100% appreciate you, you know, let me share our story. And it was such a pleasure to connect with your audience. And I know my email address is on my website. I'd love to hear from people. We can discuss letter writing or whatever it is anyone wants to discuss. So thank you. I love this. And Amy, thank you for sharing your light with us today. And everyone tune in next week for another habit that can change your life. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Habits for Happiness. Please join Lady Fuller for another edition of the program next time on the Voice America Variety Channel and discover how to find your new happy place.